Welcome to the Covenant People's Ministry. Jesus once told Satan that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. We invite you to study the scriptures with us to learn about the words of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Our pastor is Mr. Jeremy Visser from Brooks, Georgia. You can contact us with your questions and comments at covenantpeoplesministry.org or simply write to Covenant People's Ministry, Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia 30205. If you desire, you can also follow us on YouTube and Twitter. We would like to hear from you, and we pray in the name of Jesus Christ that His will will continue to reign upon us all. Once again, welcome to the Covenant People's Ministry, and here is Pastor Visser with our next Bible study. Hello, this is Pastor Visser, and the topic is The Morning Stars, Part 7. Beloved, we're nearing the Christmas season, so this time of year, many Christians will be reading the biblical story of Jesus' birth. Sadly, very few believers genuinely understand who the Messiah is, much less his reasons for coming. So this essential topic will be covered in this seventh sermon. We'll probe deeper into the proclamation of Christ's coming and further examine the concepts of dragons as found in Scripture. Even more, the theories of both Lilith and Bell and the Dragon will be somewhat covered. That being said, let's now begin. As we momentarily covered in the first part of this series, the Annunciation of Christ's coming was made to the Virgin by the Archangel Gabriel, or Gabriel if you like. Gabriel's name means Man of God, and the prophet Enoch says he is, quote, one of the holy angels who is over paradise and the serpents and of the cherubim, end quote. That's found in Enoch chapter 20 verses 7 through 8. If Gabriel is overlord of paradise or Eden, and the very cherubim themselves, then it's also safe to assume that Gabriel and Yahweh directly dealt with Adam and Eve's expulsion, as you can read in Genesis chapter 3, verse 24. Christ teaches that angels are immortal in Luke chapter 20, verse 36, destroying any attempt by those who wish to claim the angelic host are ordinary men. Much like the archangel Michael, Gabriel appears to Daniel having the appearance of a man, and possesses the ability to fly swiftly, as you can read in Daniel chapter 8 verse 15 and Daniel chapter 9 verse 21. These accounts were, of course, about 600 years before he made his declaration of the coming Messiah to the Virgin Mary. Thus it's impossible that Gabriel is a mortal man. More detailed information on Gabriel, in addition to the other cherubim, can be found in both the Morning Stars Part 1 and the Morning Stars Part 3. Obviously, Mary was a faithful woman chosen of Yahweh. In keeping with the numerous prophecies of old, Gabriel told her in Luke chapter 1 verse 28, Hail thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. Because it was through her elected bloodline that Jesus Christ would come and fulfill every prophecy concerning the coming Messiah from the Old Testament. This is particularly imperative because many modern antichrists teach that the Messiah of God's Israel people has yet to come, but this is simply not the case. For example, the Babylonian Talmud teaches in Sanhedrin 90a and 100b, quote, those who read the Gospels are doomed to hell, end quote. And in Sanhedrin 99a, quote, when Messiah comes, he will destroy the Christians, end quote. Perhaps most telling is the statement, quote, Christians are allied with hell, 
and Christianity is worse than incest. End quote. That's found in the Talmud, Abodah Zerah, 16a. Naturally, it would be those that waited on Christ's coming in times past who would predominantly follow him today. Historically, Christianity has always been a Caucasian religion because modern Judeo-Christianity didn't exist prior to 1948. More information on the Babylonian Jewish Talmud can be found in CPM forums. The continuing account explains that Mary was troubled by what the angel Gabriel had told her, yet she was further instructed, quote, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God, and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus, end quote. That's Luke chapter 1, verses 30 and 31. The literal definition of grace is unmerited favor, so naturally the Virgin Mary was held in high regard by Yahweh being selected to bring forth Emmanuel, God with us, or rather, God himself in manifest flesh form. For more proof that Jesus Yahshua was God on earth, read Matthew chapter 1 verse 23, or the first epistle to Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. The Messiah being anointed aside, Gabriel further promises her in Luke chapter 1 verses 32 through 33, quote, He shall be great, speaking of Jesus, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, the house of Jacob. And of his kingdom there shall be no end, end quote. Notice that the scripture teaches Jesus Christ will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and not all nations indiscriminately. This means that Jesus is only the king of Israel, and was sent to his covenant people alone, as you can read in John chapter 1, verse 49. This concept is very important, because later Christ teaches in Matthew chapter 15, verse 24, quote, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. End quote. And further instructs his disciples in Matthew chapter 10, verse 6, quote, Go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. End quote. Simply put, Christian followers had best be Israelites, or they're simply out of luck when it comes to redemption by the kinsman redeemer. Only those under God's law can be saved by, through, and from it. The new covenant of Yahweh was made with the same people from the old, as you can read in Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 31, and Hebrews chapter 8, verse 8. The genuine Christian struggle naturally comes over the identification of Yahweh's covenant people. Christian identity holds that the British, Germanic, or Scandinavian people are those who comprise the tribes of Israel, while present Judeo-Christians teach that those same individuals from the Old Testament are feverishly the contemporary Jews. Of course this has no biblical support, and is scripturally impossible, as Jew is merely a slang term for Judean or Judaite. Judah was only one of the twelve sons of Jacob Israel. Thank you for listening to the Covenant People's Ministry broadcast. If you have enjoyed hearing the message of the gospel and would like to be a part of our fellowship or receive quarterly newsletters where you can order Pastor Visser's CD sermons, be sure to write to us at CPM, Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia, 30205. You can also visit us on the web at covenantpeoplesministry.net where our extensive audio section features numerous broadcasts or you can easily listen to Pastor Visser by Godcast through your mobile audio device. Our sermons and videos are made possible by your tithes and offerings. 
If you wish to support this ministry, make checks or money orders payable to Covenant People's Ministry. Your donations help us to reach the lost sheep of the house of Israel, wherever they may be found. Remember that Jesus Christ is our all, and is in all that have been renewed in His Holy Spirit. So we hope that you will allow Him to lead your life and help to build His church, so that when He returns, He will find faith upon this earth. We urge you to be a living example of Christian faith and apply His words to your lives. It has been a pleasure to have you with us, and now we will return to Pastor Visser's Bible study message. Furthermore, nothing about the modern-day Jews fulfill any of the promises made to Abraham. Perhaps the most important thing to be noticed about the birth of Christ is His very reason for coming. The Scripture teaches us that Christ, quote, must reign till He hath put all enemies under His feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death, end quote. That's the first epistle to the Corinthians, chapter 15, verse 25 and 26. Death is simply another name for Satan, as you can confirm in Revelation chapter 6, verse 8. And because of his transgression with Eve in the Garden of Eden, Christ was sent against mortality, offering his followers eternal life through his sacrifice on the cross, as you can read in Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Let's now scrutinize this same serpent. Towards the end of the New Testament, we're told in Revelation chapter 20, verse 2, quote, The angel seized the dragon, that ancient serpent, who is the devil and Satan, the one leading astray, deceiving the whole inhabited earth. And he, speaking of the angel, bound him, speaking of Satan, for a thousand years, end quote. That was the living translation. Without spiritualizing away this verse, we can see that Satan, or the devil, is called the dragon, and he's bound for a thousand years, meaning the millennial reign. Dragons have an unusual place in scripture and are fairly covered in the apocryphal book, Bell and the Dragon. Bell and the Dragon is considered part of the Apocrypha, because it was removed from the original book of Daniel, much like Susanna. The story is found in the Septuagint and was certainly known and taught by Christ during his short ministry. Bell and the Dragon tells the story of Daniel remaining steadfast in his walk with Yahweh and defeating Baal, or Baal, which the Babylonians revered. This idol Baal bears much resemblance to the false god Marduk and the dragon Timon and was particularly explained on the online version of Sataniel. This CPM book has been a long time coming, but should finally be released by early spring 2009, alongside the paperback edition of The Morning Stars, this same series you're hearing now. If you're interested in obtaining either of these titles for your home library or personal and group study, feel free to pre-order your copy today at covenantpeoplesministry.com. Again, for the advantage of those Christians who follow inaccurate no-devil doctrines, it should be pointed out that Scripture blatantly calls this dragon ancient and equates it to both Satan and the devil. The erroneousness of the contemporary no-devil doctrines that have crept into Christian identity has recently been covered in the distinctive broadcast Praying for the Death of God's Enemies, made available by the ANSWP Spiritual Hour. During this show... Michael Burks and Pastor Visser discussed the importance of the dual seed line doctrine and why many self-ordained false prophets like Mark Downey continually work against its biblical bases. 
This 64-minute audio sermon is available in MP3 format and can also be obtained through Covenant People's Godcasts. Additional audio sermon files can be discovered at the CPM audio section, again, at covenantpeoplesministry.com. The King James Version calls him, Satan, that old serpent. And there's a mandatory second witness in Revelation chapter 12, verse 9. Quote, The great dragon was forced down, the old snake, who is named the evil one and Satan, by whom all the earth is turned from the right way. He was forced down to the earth, and his angels were forced down with him. End quote. Again, that's Revelation chapter 12, verse 9, and that translation was the Bible in basic English. This would naturally be the same serpent that beguiled Eve in the Garden of Eden and brought death into existence, causing both her and Adam to fall from their initial state of grace. This is considered the original sin, and it's not designed to instill guilt into Christians, rather to explain how death was brought into the world and provide an example of what happens when God's children refuse to hearken unto His undying commandments. Initially, nothing was forbidden to Adam and Eve save one tree, so logically, that's what they sought after. The way of man is to serve himself as opposed to Yahweh, but the good news is that the dragon is eventually overcome and with all finality is sentenced to expire as the son of perdition he truly is. The Christian adversary, Satan, is the only creature outright sentenced to perish by name in Scripture in Isaiah chapter 14 verses 11 and 12 and the second epistle to the Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 3. Thus his overthrow and ultimate defeat will be covered in the next and final part of this extensive series. This annihilation of the immoral is considered a reward to God's faithful remnant. For a sneak peek, read Psalm 37 verse 34. Thank you for listening to the Covenant People's Ministry broadcast. If you have enjoyed hearing the message of the gospel and would like to be a part of our fellowship or receive quarterly newsletters where you can order Pastor Visser's CD sermons, be sure to write to us at CPM Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia 30205. You can also visit us on the web at covenantpeoplesministry.net where our extensive audio section features numerous broadcasts or you can easily listen to Pastor Visser by Godcast through your mobile audio device. Our sermons and videos are made possible by your tithes and offerings. If you wish to support this ministry, make checks or money orders payable to Covenant People's Ministry. Your donations help us to reach the lost sheep of the house of Israel, wherever they may be found. Remember that Jesus Christ is our all, and is in all that have been renewed in His Holy Spirit. So we hope that you will allow him to lead your life and help to build his church so that when he returns, he will find faith upon this earth. We urge you to be a living example of Christian faith and apply his words to your lives. It has been a pleasure to have you with us, and now we will return to Pastor Visser's Bible study message. The obliteration of Satan is not the death of God's chosen. Nor is it his covenant people finally obtaining power over their weakened flesh as many false prophets teach. It's the outright removal of death from God's kingdom, which has always been on earth, as you can confirm in Matthew chapter 6 verse 10 and chapter 16 verse 9. It's also finally taking dominion over the devil and his many children by removing them from amongst the kingdom like imposter tares. 
Read more about Jesus' teaching on this matter in Matthew chapter 13, verses 38 through 43. Such pitiful creatures exist today and push the agenda of their depraved lowercase father on well-meaning Christians. For example, the Bible teaches us that in the day of Yahweh's retribution against his elected people's enemies, quote, thorns shall come up in her palaces, nettles and brambles in the fortresses thereof, and it shall be an habitation of dragons and a court for owls. The wild beasts of the desert shall also meet with the wild beasts of the island. And the satyr shall cry to his fellow, and the screech owl shall also rest there, and find for herself a place of rest. End quote. That's found in Isaiah chapter 34, verses 13 through 14. Before concluding, two particular details should be established about this passage. First, the term dragons as used in this context according to the Strong's Concordance means, quote, a monster or serpent, end quote, showing that both desolation and demonic influences come into play during the downfall of Edom. Secondly, the screech owl mentioned in Isaiah chapter 34 is transliterated from the Hebrew word lilia, meaning a night specter, according to Strong's Concordance. This is the only place where the wandering spirit Lilith is mentioned in our authorized Bibles, and she finally finds a place of rest during God's overthrow, because at long last there's none left subject to her manipulation. More information on Lilith can be found in the Dead Sea Scrolls from the Song for a Sage, quote, I, the instructor, proclaim his glorious splendor so as to frighten and to terrify all the spirits of the destroying angels, spirits of the bastards, demons, Lilith, howlers, desert dwellers, and those which fall upon men without warning to lead them astray from the spirit of understanding, and to make their heart desolate during the present dominion of wickedness and predetermined time of humiliations for the sons of light by the guilt of the ages of those smitten by iniquity, not for eternal destruction, but for an era of humiliation for transgression. End quote. Some in Christian identity hold that Lilith is the feminine form of Satan who caused Adam to fall as his personal serpent found in the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You can also read a lot more about Lilith at the CPM forums. My intention with the seventh part of the series is to shed more light on the existence of a literal Satan. Why is this important and what difference does it make? It's quite simple. Those who are unable to read the Bible as it's plainly written shouldn't even be attempting to teach others the scriptures because it draws others away into the dangerous practice of spiritualizing away unembellished concepts. Be on guard against those who say that Jesus didn't mean exactly what he taught or that the scripture needs to be deciphered by them alone. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 20 confirms that there is no private interpretation in Yahweh's eternal word, yet false doctrines are seemingly born every day, most likely born of man's own ignorance, retardation, emotionalism, or simple plain failure to read. The Bible is our measure of standard concerning all doctrine, as you can confirm in the second epistle to Timothy, chapter 3, verse 16. It's also the Christian's weapon against false prophets who twist Yahweh's guidelines, as you can confirm in Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 17. This same word we're reading has the ability to save God's covenant people in every generation without Bible instructors. 
Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 reminds Christians that the Word of God is flawless. The concluding piece of this eight-part series on the morning stars will deal with the rebellious angel's fall from elegance and Yahweh finally vanquishing Satan for all eternity. Remember that this next part will be the conclusion of this series and future sermons will focus less on angels or demons and more on the exclusiveness of Israel and the teachings of Jesus Christ. As long as false prophets continue to self-ordain themselves and push Talmudic premises into Christian identity, this ministry will continue to combat against them and expose their godless schemes. Be warned that the CI subsection at Stormfront Forums has been infiltrated by power-tripping whorish women and imposters that seek to lead Yahweh's covenant people into apostasy and conquest. It's a shame that we live in a day where the teachings of Dr. Swift, Dr. Comparey, and Pastor Butler can be so easily defiled by such satanic creatures, but it's ironically to be expected. Men and women of biblical wisdom should be able to see right through their non-scriptural doctrines and mark them for deletion from Yahweh's kingdom. It's not only expected by Yahweh, but outright required according to Deuteronomy chapter 13, verse 3. It's my prayer that these sermons about God's cherubs will help those who seek comfort from the Bible or refuge from the numerous counterfeit dogmas that exist today. Let's all be sure to battle against those who teach contrary to God's undying word and only encourage those who seek to prove its faultlessness for the elected Israel people. War for Christ. Amen. Covenant People's Ministry Thank you for listening to this message. We hope that you have enjoyed studying with us. Remember the words that Christ has given, that wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. We hope that you will gather together with us at the online ministry's website, which is covenantpeoplesministry.com, and share your Christian testimonies or ask questions and enjoy biblical fellowship. You can also order CDs of Pastor Visser's Bible Studies and enjoy many other Christian resources through the church's website, or write to Covenant People's Ministry, Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia, 30205. We thank you for your prayers and offerings, and pray that all of you have been touched by these messages, and continue to spread the word of the gospel with your friends and family. Thanks again, and may the love of Christ abide in you and yours forever and ever. Amen. <laughs>